right, episode one of Young Gun. I'm Demetri Ravanis. She is Lauren Brownlow. It's a Carolina Panthers podcast about Bryce Young and Brownlow. I don't know uh, about you. Uh, I'm not sure we have a lot to talk about after week one of the preseason. Um, you know, you'd be surprised, right? I, I know you don't, there's not a lot of like broad conclusions to draw. I don't think about Bryce Young, the quarterback, yeah. but maybe some signs for concern elsewhere. I know it's preseason and you're supposed to say you don't care. That's why I feel that way about the defense, letting the Jets get all <laughs> up and down the field. Yes. I didn't panic about that one. Yeah. Okay. Cause I know that they got some guys out and whatever, but the O-line will. Yeah, we'll get to all that in a second, but we're going to start every episode with a question that people have been asking since yes. the moment Bryce Young was clearly going to be the number one pick. Lauren, in week one of the preseason, a 27 nothing loss to the Jets. Was Bryce Young too short? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm half joking. I only say that because... There was a picture that came out yeah. uh, from Stephen Ruiz on Twitter is who I saw it from of uh, Bryce standing very blatantly. And I know this stance very well as a short person myself, yes. straight on the tiptoes. I saw someone put it next to the Barbie where she can't put her foot down <laughs> situation. He's, he's straight on two tiptoes. My concern with it was it didn't look like there was he needed to. So it almost right. seemed like a habit. It's habit. Right. And, you, and then there was another shot similar from his Alabama days where he was also on his tiptoes. I don't know if he was under more duress in that yeah. shot, but still I was like, um, you can see, buddy, and I, I know I do this. I default to it sometimes, too, as a short person. It's like, oh, I don't need to be on my tiptoes, and sometimes you just go. You know what's funny is there was a moment uh, that I thought, oh, that is short guy stuff all the way, because for all the jokes that I make about him being, you know, my my sweet, tiny prince, my adult son. He is son, adorable. Agreed. There was a moment where I thought, oh, that is some little kid trying to play with the big kid shit. And that was when he <laughs> overthrew DJ Chark by about three stories yeah. uh, on the sideline. Yeah. Like, and, and look, he is going to calm that down. I'm confident he is going to be better going forward. But that was a moment that was very much a... Um, I am shorter than a lot of these people and the game is moving a lot faster than I'm used to. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure like he wasn't necessarily and just like I wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would go into a game like that expecting that one of your best linemen's going to, you know, maybe struggle a little bit. Sure. Maybe you're not expecting pressure to come from that way because it's icky, you know, taking care of that. I don't I don't know. I mean, who knows? But overall, I mean, he seemed fine. He definitely. Yeah. You could chalk that one up to nerves maybe a little bit or sailing it. That happens. But um, nothing else from him individually that would be that concerning. Unless, like, I don't know. I'm not a pocket mechanics expert. Mm -hmm. Like, is that bad to, to routinely do? I feel I like mean, it's not great. I also am not a pocket mechanics expert. I, I would like to think of myself as something, of, not an expert, but certainly a learned observer right. of Bryce Young. And if it works for him, why does he need to change it? Then you know what? Yeah, it, it, and we'll see. Yeah, just it, did it make me a little nervous? Because uh, you know me, completely. I'm not a short person. I'm like, okay, I don't care if you're short. Drew yeah. Brees was a tiny, you know, person Man, yes <laughs> like he and he still gave the panthers nightmares for years i'm not worried just that you're short but when i saw the tiptoes situation i, I was a little bit like oh is that bad i don't know ironically <laughs> baker mayfield also a tidy person that gave the panthers nightmares just in a different way uh, well <laughs> and he had like real short person problems yes, agreed and played short yeah. i don't i didn't see any passes get batted down 
So already he's way ahead of Baker in that department. And, you know, that's one of the things that when people talk about, is he too short? Now, he started two full seasons at Alabama, Bryce Young did. And I can only ever remember two balls being batted down at the line. Oh, bless, because I can't take any more. Yeah, I mean, so that's why I've never really bought the too short thing. Speaking of what I saw at Alabama, and you mentioned the the picture that Stephen Ruiz tweeted with, you know, uh, what we saw on Saturday versus what we saw last year when Alabama played Texas. And you were right. It was a one-for-one shot. There were a couple of other one-for-one things I saw from Bama Bryce. Okay. Most of it good, but there was some bad. Um, I think one thing that I always like about him is he knows every single step of the quarterback's assignment on a play. So even on that first handoff when he mm-hmm. hands off to Chuba Hubbard and it's obvious a handoff to Chuba Hubbard right right he still immediately flips into position like he's going to throw the ball just on the off chance that it fools someone that is not Bama Bryce that is probably matter day high school Bryce that learned that but it's just, something it's like mechanical absolutely I it's Muscle memory. he's done forever yep. um the biggest thing that and I know this is not something we want to see a lot because we don't want to see that much pressure on him in the future and we want no, to see him no, succeed But Bryce, I think, understands he is small better than any of us, right? And he is willing to take a sack when he is beaten because he certainly missed that game last year. Or was it against Arkansas? Or I'm sorry, he missed, he got injured against Arkansas and missed all of the A&M game because he did not accept that he had been beaten. He took that sack when he just got overwhelmed very quickly. Not a great thing. We don't want to see a lot of it, but I would rather see that than see him put himself in a position to get hurt. Look, you know, the first sack was one thing. He just bounced right back up. And in yeah. that case, I'm like, oh, cool. Like that was a nice moment for him. Yeah. I felt. Or not the first sack, but the first hit he yep. took. Like that, he bounces right that back up. That was the one on the completion to Adam yeah. Thielen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he stood in, took the hit anyway. I was happy to see that. But as they keep piling up, you're kind of like, okay, it's yes, not as fun no, anymore. Ag- nope. Agreed wholeheartedly. <laughs> the bad Bryce, um, not that we saw a lot of it at Bama, but this is one thing that I actually look back through. I have a text message thread that I'm on with my two college roommates every Saturday during the football season. Did you just and say real tide? Mostly. Um, I figured. It, uh, but I did want to like sort of do a search for how many times I pointed this out last year, and it was five times. On screen passes, Bryce puts a lot of air under his screen passes. Interesting. And okay. so whatever, and last year obviously it was Jameer Gibbs at Alabama. I think it was Shuba Hubbard that he was attempting to throw the screen to yeah. um, this week. It eliminates all the time those guys have that they could have caught the defense napping. Right. It gives the defense time to close in. And obviously, in worst case scenario, we haven't seen it yet, but the NFL is a completely different animal. At some point, that's going to turn into a pick six. Yes. Oh, 100%. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, yeah no, it it absolutely will if they know, and they, and especially if it keeps showing up on tape because they're they're gonna immediately seize on that. Right. So uh, that is what I saw from what I've known following Bryce for the last couple of years at Alabama. What if anything did we learn new about Bryce Young this week? Um, I I think I wasn't as concerned that he might die. <laughs> I was. Uh, well, I mean, look, you know me, I'm, I'm a pessimist when it comes to the Panthers. I tend to be, but that's all only because I'm afraid of being hurt. You know, I'm a softy deep down. I want to love, you know, and I went into this game, not thinking the Panthers had an amazing O-line by any stretch. And I knew some guys were not going to be playing Mm -hmm. and things like that. I think it's just the fact that it was Iki Aquano who struggled after he had such a great, like close to the season last year. And he's finally rounding into form of that top draft pick, you know, and you're like, okay, this is, they're solving some problems on the O-line and it's just one preseason game. And, and by the way, it's fair to point out that we don't, 
understand. I, I I will be the first to admit I don't understand a lot of the mechanics of of all how the offensive line works. Yeah. Who who sacks are on? I think is a lot more complicated of a question than we are always know how to answer. So to put this in <laughs> uh, in Panthers terms, it is much harder to directly point the finger at Ikiakuanu for allowing that pressure than it is to say, look back to Super Bowl 50 and see Michael Orr sliding across the field. Yeah. Right. Like that. We know what the problem is. God, yeah. Being put on roller skates. Exactly. (laughs) And thinking about all the, all the lines that Cam has had, Cam Newton had over the years that were just horrendous. And you could watch him take the hits because he was so big. And so you looked at him and you're like, Oh, he's fine. He'll be fine. whereas Bryce, you're like, Oh no. And I know, I know he's tougher than he looks. You know, what's funny is I had a very similar thought because after, after taking that first hit, like, yeah, the one that, that he took bad. at, yes, it did. <laughs> that hit he took after throwing the completion. I had a little bit of a flashback to Cam because just like Cam, he got up smiling. The difference yeah. is like with Cam, I believe he's like, oh, you think that hurt me? With Bryce, I was worried he was putting on a brave face. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I mean, as cool as it is that he can take a hit and yeah. stand in and, and still make a play, you don't want, I mean, physics, science, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Eventually a dude who's coming at you at that speed, who's bigger than you by a certain, it's going to hurt you. I think anybody that has played at a high level will tell you that even the biggest of dudes, like it is a matter of time before that hit happens. And it's hard as much as I I trust Bryce to the shoulder got destroyed. And that was that. Yeah. As much as I believe that Bryce is going to be a success in this league, like you can't divorce yourself from that when you are watching him take those hits. I I felt kind of bad for Icky in that situation only because, and this was not something he had control of, literally the snap before he allowed that pressure to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Smith was saying on the broadcast yeah. <laughs> that this was the year he was going to establish himself as as good as any left tackle in the NFL. I don't think I didn't notice that. That's <laughs> Panther stuff right there. That's what that is. So tell me who who was out that you think would have made one of the starters. Um, Austin Cor- uh, is it Austin Corbin. I want to say his last name was, but well, I know at least one starter was out on okay. the O line was sitting. Yeah, and so like and they didn't have some other guys as well, but it, it wasn't like. It wasn't as still icky. It's because icky struggled. Yeah. Like again, if it were like someone like the, if it were just Michael Jordan struggling out there, who people you know think is fine, but not like no one would think that much. I don't think about it. But because it's icky, you go, uh, oh no, is he okay? Is he actually terrible? We don't know. This is this is the anxiety no, of being a Panthers fan too, right? For sure. So this is the anxiety <laughs> here of being a Bryce fan, and yes. I know I have told you this privately, and and obviously this being our first episode, I haven't said it. Uh, on this show, but I have done some work with a radio station down in Jacksonville. So I've been paying attention to the Panthers, the la- or I'm sorry, the Jaguars the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And it is not lost on me that it is very clear the Panthers paid attention to the year the Jaguars wasted with Trevor Lawrence before they got an adult to be their head coach and yes. NFL people that understand being a quarterback in the room. But the other part is the Panthers didn't draft, or I'm sorry, I keep confusing them because How dare you. They, they did to be they fair, came they in did, at the same time the same and they time. are both cats. <laughs> they uh, are, and they both have teal. And they both have teal. Um the the Jaguars did not draft their franchise left tackle beforehand. Yeah. So I got to be honest and say I was watching this thinking okay the Panthers shored up every mistake the Jaguars made and even I will admit as much as I like Bryce 
He is not the once-in-a-lifetime quarterback prospect that Trevor Lawrence was, but I thought all of the infrastructure was in place. And I'm not giving up after one game on Icky, but no, I either. was worried. Yeah, it, it concerned me for sure. And I think, you know, it, I think bigger picture-wise, too, it just it, it's concerning because you don't want – the offense was so sad yeah. last year. And that's the thing. You don't want to ha- watch an offense – it, it, it doesn't matter. I know defense wins games. That's cute. We we all understand. <laughs> right. We 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 get it. You still don't want to see your team go three and out constantly and and be inept offensively. And yeah. so to see them kind of look like that again, I know it's the Jets, the really good defensive line, all of that stuff. It's the preseason, and they said they were being vanilla. I know, but at the same time, it's like, ugh. We have to watch this again. So let me ask you about that being vanilla because Bryce's stat line was four of six for 21 yards, right? They didn't ask him to do very much. I I don't even think he threw a pass across the first down line. Definitely. Yeah. I I think Thielen's first down was him sort of turning around and diving. Is do you think that was always the game plan or do you think some of that was a response to what the offensive line was giving him? I think probably some of my guess is some of both, you know, I think maybe they would have let them open things up a little bit more if things had started better. <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of have to realize, okay, let's see how hard you guys got hit on that first one. <laughs> maybe those downfield shots aren't going to work today. Maybe yeah. we can retire that. Save that for later. Let's just bookmark it. Yeah. And I guess I'm not, um, I'm not disappointed necessarily like first preseason game of your career. I don't expect us to learn a ton. No. Right. But you know, I've listened to Gilio tell me over and over again, well, Bryce doesn't have the arm. It's like, yeah, he does. You're not giving him credit. And I want to see, I want him to show that off in Carolina. And, you know, again, not surprised he didn't get the opportunity to on Saturday. Really, at the back of my mind, bottom of my heart, was really hoping he would, but not surprised he didn't. And I know there were a few times with some, you know, incompletions and stuff that Steve Smith even mentioned miscommunication with wide receivers. That's to be expected. But then I, I, at least one, I I don't remember who it was, but he said he didn't get the separation he needed to get. And I'm like, well, that's now we're back to that era of Carolina Panthers football where they have wide receivers that can't get separation. I'm pretty sure that was also Chark. It was a different incompletion, but it was also Chark, which is interesting because I, uh, and I'll, I'll bring this audio for our next, uh, show but i talked to uh, mina kimes last month for a show i was doing in down in south carolina and she is very high on that is the alpha receiver this okay. year um really i had the same reaction but i trust <laughs> that she knows more than me okay <laughs> yeah i do i mean i do too I, I mean i have a lot of respect for her i'm just like well then didn't uh, think that was coming. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk uh, about this quote uh, you brought in from uh, from Cam Irving from the mm. folks at uh, Carolina Blitz. He was very blunt about the conversation after the game. Yeah. No. He 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 went straight in on the offensive line. Uh, that basically to sum up the quote, as uh, Carolina Blitz said, that shit wasn't good enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> James Campen called the team in after uh, the game, called the offensive line in. Uh, and Cam Irving says, Camp called us in and we just talked. We had to keep it real with each other. That shit wasn't good enough. Veteran uh, backup tackle Cam Irving said, top to bottom, it doesn't matter if it was preseason, regular season, or offseason. The shit was not good enough at any level from any <laughs> position, myself included, especially <laughs> myself. All we can do is come back. Back, try to regroup and effing fix it. Uh, That's I, my I'm... offensive lineman. <laughs> no, yeah. I do. I like that. Though. I agree. And I've Cam Irving. You know, he's always kept it a buck. 
yeah. as the kids say, he's always kept it a hundred. He's, he's, he does not mince words. And that's, that was my feeling as well. Like I get that it's preseason, mm-hmm. but like that was not an acceptable performance by any, if, yeah. if for no other reason, then you don't want your, the number one pick in draft to be killed yes. before your season begins. <laughs> that is a bad management of your investment. Correct. Uh, let's talk about the running game. Chuba Hubbard got the bulk of the carries. We knew before the game, Miles Sanders wasn't going to play. I want Chuba to be so much better than he is. I, I feel the same. Uh, I, I, loved, I loved him. I loved him at Oklahoma State. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love that he stood up to his coach. I love the way he played. I, I think that he is built for a different era of football, right? I was going to say, like, I think if this were a league where you were passing more to your running backs, it would be better for him as well. But that's just not something the NFL does as much, depending. And and I I don't know. It just, he hasn't, as a, like, a between-the-tackles runner, it's just not, it's not there. Which is interesting because I think that body type, he does have the body type to be that bellwether back. Of oh, he old, looks the part. 100%. Right. Uh, they're just not going to use him that way. Miles Sanders was a huge part of, you know, Jalen Hurts' development last year in Philadelphia. So we hold out a lot of hope yeah. that they are going to work a little bit more of that, uh, that running back as a real wide receiver threat into the offense. Certainly, it's something we've seen Bryce do at Alabama. I think last year more out of necessity than out of that being there, you know, what he wanted to do. But he can do it. He can make that work. Yeah, I mean, if they can make it work, I think it would be a good thing, especially if the offensive line continues to struggle because that's always an outlook for you. Um, and if you have a guy that can make plays, which in theory Chuba can, that would be even better. But yeah, I mean, everything else, though, just running it straight up on the ground this is just not... Yeah, not happening. But, you know, it's not like anything else with the offensive line was easy in this game. So not going to put it all in Chuba there. But yeah. So I want to ask you this before uh, we start to wrap the show for today. Uh, Taylor Zarzer, who is the voice of the preseason for the Panthers, made this point as the Panthers were getting ready to take the field that Frank Reich had told he and Steve Smith before the game that if you think about where Bryce played college football, where he played high school football, it is very likely this is the first time Bryce will come in as an underdog to most of the games he is playing this season. Um, I think that is probably fair for, for people that don't know, like obviously Alabama has a national profile. It doesn't matter if Alabama should lose too. It's like the Cowboys. Right. Agreed. A little bit. It's not as bad as the Cowboys agreed. because I mean, look, Alabama's won more recently. The 20, but... <laughs> thank you. Thank you for acknowledging uh, our obviously. greatness. Yes. Uh, if you think back to the 2022, like after the 2021 season college yeah. football playoff game, like Georgia was so much better than that Alabama team. And Alabama, and Alabama lost yeah. because they lost their top receiving option. Right. right. The end. Right. Um, Matter Day, for people that don't know, is a like decades long dominant kind of high school football program. Like that is the kind of place great players are picked to go to. Not we were zoned here. So I'm the quarterback. now. Right. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see how quarterbacks react to that. Like, again, I go back to the Jaguars. Like, Trevor Lawrence has talked openly about that was a struggle for him uh, coming to the Jaguars because he was at the same kind of program when he was a high schooler. In Georgia, I think that as much as we talk about Bryce's football intelligence being elite, that's not one of those things that you just have, right? That your football intelligence being elite means it's got to keep growing. Yes, Because what was elite, even in the SEC, is probably middle of the road in the NFL. Yeah, you have to keep working. 
you have to be, I mean, it's the cliche, but especially as a quarterback, you have to do a lot of study yeah. in terms of film and stuff like that. You have to be doing all those kinds of things to get better constantly in the NFL and, and then experience. I mean, that's the invaluable part of it. And so I get in, that they want to get him out there and get some reps and stuff, but, and they, they, to be fair to the staff, they took him out exactly when I said, I was sure. like, please do not put him back in football game yeah. i am afraid and, and that was at the point where they didn't put him back in again and so yeah but i i just wonder and i hope i'm wrong i just wonder how many meaningful preseason reps he's going to be able to get if this is the way i mean hopefully the offensive line can play better it's hard to get worse well, than sure. what they and, did and listen i'll be the first to admit that i think a lot of us and i'm not including you i mean like all of us that follow football we're still trying to figure out what the schedule is of just three preseason games of exactly when it is that yeah, you like say enough we're not playing game, the starter yeah. you know or, or do they have that with him right do all do these teams all handle it differently like do they decide okay we need to play bryce the entire second or third preseason whichever one you know do they play him a whole game or most of a game do they play him a half i don't know i'm there's a lot of opportunities there to figure that out but i mean i i, I don't know how many reps i wanted to play it's gonna go like this yeah, I, I know, like, because you got to get to game speed, right? But yeah, at the same time, that's, like, that's the balancing act for sure. All right, so what improvements do we want to see next week? Let's start with Bryce. Um, I think you know, like you pointed out with the screen pass, sailing that one, he just he, it doesn't look like he's going to have a whole lot of margin for error yeah. when it comes yeah. to this group, you know, and the guys he's got around him at least right now. Mm -hmm. So definitely accuracy and throws like that. Um, I would, this isn't so much Bryce specific as it is like the play calling, but I would love to see at least a play. Like, let's see the arm a little bit, even if it's just a play or taking yeah. a shot. Like, let me, let's see it. Let's, let's get it on display. I'd like to at least see that and see them take a few chances now that he's gotten his feet under him a little bit. I think one improvement I would like to see, and this is not even necessarily just about last week. This is about what I know of Bryce as a quarterback and, and just stepping up to a different level now, right? Bryce does have elite football intelligence. And in Alabama, there were times I thought that he was so confident that the play was going to be there, that he was going to be able to make the throw if he just got one more second, that he didn't take off when he should have taken off because he can run. Not the fastest guy on the football field, but he's fast no, he enough to run. make a play with his legs, mm -hmm. right? I obviously that time frame is much smaller in the NFL. Yes. So while I don't want him to panic, I want him to trust that sometimes you are going to have to be the one to make this play. Yes, I, I, I would agree with that. And it's interesting. Yeah. Cause there are some quarterbacks like that, that will, you know, take a hit yeah. it, waiting too long for something because they feel like they can make it happen. Or like you said, the football savvy of like, no, I know it's supposed to work out this way. So right. I know if I just wait a little bit longer and it's like, you don't have that extra <laughs> half second in the NFL, you probably have even less than that. So for sure. yeah, I think he'll develop some of that timing probably too, as he gets further along but you're saying he's almost a little bit more academic about it 100 like, yeah 100 because and you, you can't do that in the nfl yeah i mean look how many times did you ever see him blame a receiver for not for the timing being like he just well, doesn't do faces. that right no. <laughs> right that's that's what i mean when did you see it well right? and, and his <laughs> quotes about the offensive line were very positive and very much like hey it's on all of us blah mm -hmm. blah blah and there's some truth in what he's saying it's not completely quarterback speak but let's be real we all saw the, yeah the football game and it was not the best for him from an o-line so let's let's put the o-line on a shelf because obviously we have well, to maybe see they block there. there that's might be they might just need a week to think about what they've done wrong exactly um what what other improvements would make a big difference, not just for Bryce, but for your confidence in this team. 
I mean, I definitely think you need somewhat of a run game to support. Yeah. I mean, they had, and the, that's the thing, even with Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers struggled with that now for a while. Mm-hmm. It was almost like they forgot they had Christian McCaffrey half the time or he was hurt, which, yeah. you know, split the difference. I mean, it was about point, the same. <laughs> and I know Christian McCaffrey got traded halfway through the year last year, but like that is exactly the reason why I find it so hard to believe pro football focus says this was one of the 10 best offensive lines in the NFL last year. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, don't get me started on that, the pro football focus thing, because I know players hate that too. It's, yeah. just, it's a whole thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I that's obviously a concern. But you, I think the Panthers too, for a long time, even going back to Cam Newton, they have suffered under this thing where it's like their quarterback has to be their entire offense. Like mm-hmm. Cam Newton had to do, he had to run it. He had, yeah. to, he had to throw to bad receivers half the time. He had a battle and blocking for him, but Cam had to be the one to make things happen. And then they've had a lot of terrible quarterbacks that aren't good enough right. to be the entire offense. And yet there they were, yep. you know, there was no support. And I think putting Bryce in that position is not a recipe for success. And they've got to figure out who those other pieces are on the offense, whether they are just people that can be supports for him and not people that he has to kind of drag along with him because he's not going to be that kind of guy. He yeah. can't, he can't be their entire rushing and passing offense that that's not sustainable on in any level. Yeah. I think like whether it was Bryce, whether it was going to be CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, whoever yeah. acquiring the number one pick was their big move of the off season, right? Everything else they did was they added really nice pieces. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like they added the guy whether it's Hayden Hurst, whether it is, I mean, look, yeah, Thielen is, is aged out of his prime. DJ Chark, like you and I are not as high on him as well, Nina Kime seems I to be. I hear Pink Fong every time I, <laughs> to, I sing his name to Baby Shark. Yeah. And then I'm thinking about Baby Shark all day. So I already, <laughs> he's got that working against him. It's not yeah. his fault. No, 100%. But either way, like whether it is his time in Carol, or I'm sorry, in Jacksonville, mm. whether it was his time in Detroit, which I guess the numbers say was much more impressive than it looked like. Like I, I never feel was like, a huge, yeah. I, I feel like we it. have a lot of pieces with that can be good. We don't have a piece that can be great. So I, I need to see some more creative play calling. Frankly. I feel like the receiver room is like a lot of guys that you'd be like, oh, I'm thrilled to get him like yes. as my second or third it's, fantasy it's a receiver. Right? And it's like, yeah, but where's the first one? Yeah, it's like a Comic-Con. They aren't <laughs> stars, but like you would pay $20 for their autograph. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's where we put a bow on it for this week. Um, Look, the episodes, I promise you folks, will get better. We both agree that there's just not a lot concrete to say right now. We didn't get any great outfit work from Bryce Young. So already, you know, he's got a lot of work to do to catch Cam Newton there. I I think (laughs) at some point we need to dive into uh, Frank Reich's... um, uh metaphors for Bryce because this we want him to be Steph Curry thing like dude I don't think you know who Steph Curry is mm. this that, like this idea that's who that, I want my field goal kicker to be because sure. you, you they both get you threes <laughs> Lauren Brownlow why even try to finish it from there that's where we stop if he needs some metaphor consultation just please you know yeah about five hundred thousand dollars would be my fee just uh, for one listen I think that's a going rate in the yeah. NFL now he, he Frank Wright concerned me a, t- a touch. He's just a little, a uh, little bumbling is mean. I don't, I don't mean it like that, but I think he got a little bit caught up in like trying to dance around what they were actually doing scheme wise, yeah. like vanilla. Oh, it's vanilla, but it wasn't. It was still disappointing. We- but we- weirdly, the comparison yeah. is going to be strange. But it's very similar to Josh McDaniel of oh. he's trying to out football guy his own football guy brain. Yeah, I think that's actually a good... It did make me a little nervous because I was like, I'm going to hear these quotes on a Monday morning and fly into a blind rage, aren't I? I would bet 
if he is in fact trying to out football guy his football guy brain you will probably be hearing those quotes on a lot of monday mornings because and i'll be like that's nonsensical right <laughs> <laughs> all right that's a good place to end it right there